Sam. Morning, Al. Morning, recovery people everywhere. Happy birthday. Thank you. Two years sober. Two years sober today. 730 days. Day at a time. Amazing. Mm. Well done. Thank you. You've earned it and made a lot of effort. For step 11, big part of recovery. And uh, I just checked the date now. It's August the 6th, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, here we are, opening doors within. <clears throat> Be still and receptive to life. Be still and receptive to life. The more still you can become, the more receptive you are. For it is in the stillness that you can hear my still, small voice. It is in the stillness that you become aware of my wonders all around you. You become very sensitive to the things that matter in life. And in the state of sensitivity, doors can be flung wide open and anything can happen. You must seek and find periods of peace and stillness. No matter how busy a person you are, for they need not be long for they need not be long periods. You will find those few moments in silent communion with me will work wonders in everything you do. Instead of rushing into a project or doing something because it has to be done, your whole attitude towards whatever you undertake will be one of benediction, praise and thanksgiving. Because your attitude and approach are right, only the very best can come from it and bring blessings to all those souls concerned with it. Maybe we should just say say nothing for a couple of minutes. Well, I I try and do that. You know, sometimes I don't formally, right, I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes, but I don't rush to put the radio on in the car or at home. And I sit and look out at the view, and I do sit quietly a lot more than I ever used to because I never wanted to hear what was in my head. And now I do. Mm. I like thinking now. I like being quiet. Because mm. I've got nice thoughts in my head now, most of the time. Whereas I didn't before. I like that idea of being receptive to life. Mm. Like I heard those chickens. <laughs> Hi. I see much more. Well, it's simple, isn't it? You, go, you either go, oh, lovely chickens, or fucking chickens. Oh, I love them. I like them. Hmm. Better than crows or magpies. <coughs> <coughs> fucking hate magpies. I'm sorry, but I'm not receptive to magpies. <coughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's um, it's really nice if you can sit comfortably with yourself. I used to really, really, absolutely dread flying because of the boredom. And you know, now like even a the Cypress flight, which is nearly five hours, I'm, I just I can sit. I can just even if I'm not reading or. Mm watching something, I can actually now just sit. 
quite comfortably mm. and just I noticed um, driving back from Kent I've noticed that on a few journeys recently my the fuel consumption that I'm averaging has gone up you know I'm like doing 26 miles per gallon you know which is much higher than I've had you know I've had that car 10 years and normally it's like 18 or something like that you know because it's big engine and uh, it's because I'm obeying the speed limit <laughs> <laughs> but I'm quite enjoying it you know I mean, just sit, sit put the cruise control on at 71 in the motorway and just and like you say just you know sometimes you just put the radio off mm. and and just just relax and just cruise be. along yeah and it's quite just be quite nice yeah. just be what just be just be oh thought for the day. Psychologists are turning to religion because just knowing about ourselves is not enough. Pardon me. We, needed, we need the added dynamic of faith and a power outside of ourselves in which we can rely. Pardon me. Books on psychology and psychiatric treatments are not enough without that strength that comes from faith in God. And clergy and rabbis are turning to psychology because faith is an act of the mind and will. Religion must be presented in psychological terms to some extent in order to satisfy the modern person. Faith must be built largely on our own psychological experience. Have I taken what I need from both psychology and religion when I live the AA way? Meditation for the day. Refilling with the spirit is something you need every day. For this refilling with the Spirit, you need those times of quiet communion, away, alone, without noise, without activity. You need this dwelling apart, this shutting yourself away in the very secret place of your being, away, alone with your Maker. From these times of communion, you come forth with new power. This refilling is the best preparation for effective work. When you are spiritually filled, there is no work too hard for you prayer for the day. I pray that I may be daily refilled with the right spirit. I pray that I may be full of the joy of true living. Mm. Fits so quite well with Eileen as well. Isn't it? As always. We're just refueling then, aren't we? Refilling. Interesting analogy, isn't it, that you get better fuel consumption <laughs> if you if you don't go so quickly, you know, and you, you yeah, observe exactly. the speed limit, That's you know. exactly what that's saying. Don't, don't be in a know. rush. Yeah. You know, you burn out, you run out of fuel. And, and you know, what the AA thought today is saying, you know, actually when I was saying, I just, I'm still and I'm just thinking and I'm being, that is my conscious contact with my higher power because... I'm peaceful and sometimes I get my good ideas then. Mm. Is that my conscience? Is that my heart power? I don't know. But 
I feel a lot better afterwards. Just being. Well, that's what we're doing now, isn't it? Yeah. Just having a bit of a, a recharge, refuel. Getting a bit more power to the face start, the tasks of the day. At the start of the day, yeah. Mm. And, and then get connected and, you know, get into that mindset of the joy of true living. And be able to deal with anything, you know. And it's like that. It's about whatever job you've got to do. It's like, great, I've got a job to do. Mm. As opposed to... I can't be arsed, you know, I wish I could just slump under a duvet and binge on Netflix, which always deflates the spirit, yeah. I find, you know. You don't feel great after that, no, do you? No, you don't, I feel, you know, fatigued almost. That's right, I'll into next time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but did it say at the very end... Refuel with the spirit. Uh huh. What does it say? For this refilling with the spirit, you need these times of quiet communion. Com I just can't say that word. Communion with away, alone, without noise, without activity. So we've replaced one spirit with another. From these times of communion, you come forth with new power. This refilling is the best preparation for effective work. When you are spiritually filled, there is no work too hard for you. So driving along the motorway to Kent yesterday, you know, and I'm like, mm, nodding off, you know, pull over, shut my eyes. You know, and I just, I just need to switch my brain off for 10 minutes. Mm. And then I'll be all right, you know, and I was. Did you sleep? I don't know, probably a wee bit, yeah, mm. but... You know, I wasn't, like, um, thinking about God or um, spiritual matters, just switch my brain off, you know, and um, get rid of the, um, the drowsiness. And, it, you know, that worked. And... Um, you know, I was late from a meeting, but I had to. It's um, better than being not there. Yeah, it kept me going all day. And, uh, yeah, but, you know, talked, have a little chat with God in the motorway. Get a bit more power. Just keep chatting to God. You know, thinking about what, my, what I'm going to say, you know. In your meeting. Send me the answers. Yeah, so... Oh, I feel very mellow. Oh. <laughs> Let's wake up and go for a walk. Have a great day, everyone. Have a lovely day. Amazing. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam.